Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. Beyond the Mask is also sponsored by crnaeducation.com. CRNAs, you can get the CE credits you need by just going to crnaeducation.com. They have over 100 AANA prior approved credits, all four core CPC modules, and even over 40 pharmacology credits. No subscriptions. It's all online and mobile friendly. Just go to crnaeducation.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out our CE credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Sharon. Good to see you. I'm glad you finally made it to Seattle. Hey, you know, well, I did make it. It's a long trip. Got in late last night. Mm-hmm. Ate, went to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but ready to go this morning. All right. So what are we doing in Seattle? Uh, well, we're here at the AANA Annual Congress. And Jeremy, this is my 30th consecutive annual Congress. Wow. So but I've been only- to 32. But you're you're only 35, so how does that work? Well, I was a mere toddler the first time I came. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's that's a great feat there. 30 years. 30 consecutive. I've been to 32. You know, I I don't think I've ever done anything for 30 years yet. (laughs) I've not been married for 30 years, you know. Well, I I think you need to get (laughs) gritty with it. Well, let's, well, you're introducing our first speaker today already. Well, welcome, Sharon. Uh, Great great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's always so nice to be on the show. (laughs) And we have with us this morning Michelle Smith. Michelle, welcome. Thank you. We're glad to have you on the show. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited about your topic. So Sharon kind of did a precursor there. Get gritty with it. Reduce burnout and achieve long-term goals. Man, I'm excited about that. I know. This is right up our alley. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because there's so many people out there that walk around with burnout constantly. And Mm -hmm. I think this is a very timely topic. But before we get started in that, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your background, where you're from, and so forth. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm originally from Cleveland. Um, I've been a CRNA for about six years now. I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh in 2017. Um, I've been working in Columbus, Ohio. That's where my uh, critical care nursing experience also is. And just kind of after those initial years as a CRNA and getting through COVID, just looking for different professional opportunities, really. Um, And it led me to submit an abstract. And I'm presenting this year. And I'm really excited to be talking to you about the topic. Yeah. And your first time presenting at Annual Congress. Yes. Yes. It's fun. It is. It's really exciting. It's definitely something very different for me, very different from the OR. Um, But I'm excited to give it a try. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you're going to do great. So we're, we're looking forward to that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your topic, why this is so important, and kind of where we're going from here. I think one thing just to start out with is that I think all CRNAs are gritty. I know you say all the time CRNAs are some of the smartest people you know. Mm-hmm. I think they're also some of the grittiest. Um, yeah. And grit just means uh, passion and perseverance for long-term goals. And I think everyone can remember back to school. That's definitely a long-term goal. And you cannot stop working if you get negative feedback from a preceptor, a clinical instructor. If you do poorly on a test, you have to keep going and stay focused on that goal. Um, So I think we all already do this and can just learn more about this topic and kind of harness the power of grit. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we have a different um, meaning for grits in North Carolina. Oh. <laughs> um, you, you know, and, and grits in North Carolina and probably from the Mason-Dixon line south stand for girls raised in the south. Mm-hmm. So we call okay. them grits. Yep, so that's just, true. But yeah, I have it, a coffee it, mug. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but you're, you know, you're exactly right. I, I mean, I think being able to maintain a long-term perspective when you have things get, go wrong mm-hmm. is, is very, very important. It is. Sharon, I mean, you're gritty. I mean, you know, you've had to be gritty. I mean, I, you know, think I've, back to times I've that... I've been taken out at my knees a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even by people you didn't expect. Oh, uh, so, now, for sure. we're not going there. So, <laughs> how did you develop an interest in this topic? Honestly, just from a podcast, I came across the author and researcher, um, Angela Duckworth. She was talking about, she's written a book on grit and done a lot of research on it. Um, Most of her career has been focused on this. Um, And it just got me interested in it. And I read the book and really had some takeaways from my own life about how to structure goals. And that led me to, like I said, submit the abstract and kind of push myself for different things. And I thought it was just a really good topic um, that can apply to everyone's life. All right. So... Did you just submit the abstract and you wrote what you were going to do later? Is this your grit that we're seeing? Yeah. So I just wanted, I had the goal of completing the abstract um, and I did and really didn't have high expectations and was really pleasantly surprised. I did a lot of other research outside of her book. There's a lot more recent research on the topic of grit, especially related to healthcare workers. But I just wanted to push myself professionally And the abstract was the first step. And then getting it submitted and being here and presenting is really just the effect of that. And you had never been to an annual congress. so I've been to a couple of congresses, yes. As a student? Yes, and I went last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. As a CRNA. Michelle, what is the name of the book for our listeners who might want to get it? It's called Grit, and it's by Angela Duckworth. It is? Yes. Well, well, that's pretty easy. Yeah, pretty straightforward. That one go over your head, buddy. By Angela Duckworth. It must have. I mean, I I was expecting something more there. You still got some jet lag? All right, so let's talk a little bit about grit. And, and, you know, you said something a minute ago. You said that after reading this book, you changed some of your personal goals mm-hmm. or maybe how you're going to. Can we, not to get into your business, but tell, tell us a little but bit let's on the get surface. Into your business. Yeah, perfect. You know, what, how did that cause you to change? Um, so I found myself over the last two years, I made a career change to a smaller anesthesia group that went to ambulatory surgery centers, and it gave me a much better work-life balance that I really enjoyed. Um, but I just needed a better professional outlet, I found. And I found myself just doing a lot of different things and not necessarily in an organized fashion. I went to the annual Congress last year. Um, I got involved in the state organization by being on a committee. I developed a couple lectures for the um, international organization, Health Volunteers Overseas. And none of these things were necessarily competing with each other, but they weren't organized. 
Um, so one of the big things in the book is um, goal clarification and making a goal hierarchy. So it's saying, what is the ultimate goal that I'm working for? More of the why am I doing all of this? And the why isn't to just present to the Congress or just to submit an abstract. The why is ongoing professional development and working in the nursing anesthesia profession. So I found it helped me really see that it was okay that I didn't get elected to the um, state organization last year and that there are other avenues to pursue and to really see if I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, I'm a big believer when one door closes, another door opens. And, yes. it, you know, as I look back on my life, you know, in times that you thought this is like the worst thing, thing. Absolutely. And then you get on the back side of it and you look back and you go, holy crap. I, I know. Mean, you and I both kind of got... Yeah. Um, Got, got our knees taken out yeah. last year by yeah. by, by fellow, fellow friends. That, so. Or so we thought. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I really, I really truly believe that. And it's good to hear you talk about that. Um, so why is it so relevant to being a CRNA? Um, as I said, I think all CRNAs are already gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just something that we can better harness. Um, I think if you just think to students too, I said that school and clinical is a long-term goal, but really that's just the first step. And if students at the beginning can kind of develop what is their interest, um, it might not be clinical, clinical skills. That might be for some people. It might be educating. It might be lecturing. um, It might be more political involvement. And so it's important to develop those interests and passions and really let that guide then the different types of goals that you make. Hey, CRNAs, it's time to simplify your continuing education. Welcome to CRNAeducation.com, your trusted provider for CPC core modules and a plethora of Class A CE credits. You can explore 43 detailed articles covering various anesthesia topics, all from your favorite device, anytime, anywhere. And with over 40 pharmacology CE credits, meet your state board requirements effortlessly. Whether you need a few credits or everything to recertify, we have what you need. Just complete your credits online without any subscriptions or recurring charges. You can trust in our 100% CRNA-owned platform, established in 2011, ensuring you receive the best in customer service and educational content. Ready to learn? Go to crnaeducation.com making continuing education easy and accessible. And don't forget that support is always a quick email or a text or phone call away. To sign up and learn more, just go to crnaeducation.com. Let's go back to something that you said just a moment ago. And you ran for a board position yes. at the state level and didn't get it. Yes. I lost my first election <laughs> at the state level a long time ago. And uh, it was to Karen Luchasano. Mm-hmm. And I ran for treasurer, and you know it was a good thing I did not win as treasurer. You know how I am about numbers anyway. And she wound up being my president-elect when I was president of the state. So, you know, that's just a a first step, and I ran for the state house, and I lost that also. But people never remember the losers, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, uh, For instance, Jackie Rolls lost... Her first, uh, when she ran for president of this association, she lost her first election for that to Wanda Wilson. But nobody remembers that because nobody remembers who lost. So that, that was a lot of words to say, run again. <laughs> okay? Because you never know what's going to happen with your next election. Yeah. Yeah, and with true. somebody who's got kind of grit 
and goal-oriented, you will be fantastic in that position. Well, thank okay. You. So, um, Ohio, pay attention. Michelle <laughs> Smith, yeah. you need to get her on your board. I grew up with Jeff and let Jeff kind of, you know Jeff Balter? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So how can you measure if you're gritty? Um, there's actually developed through research. It's called the short grit scale. It's an eight question um, self-assessment. It's really easy to find online. If you Google the grit scale, there are some interactive ones that will score it for you, or you just have to do some simple division. Um, and it just asks you questions if this is very much like you or not like you at all. And it really measures um, the consistency of interest that you have and the passion. Um, so just for example, there's a question like, I am a hard worker. This is very much like me or not like me at all. Hmm. Okay. And so what's the, the grittiest score you can be? Five. Five is very gritty. For the whole test? Or yes. The, the whole you, test. Mm-hmm. And so you're from zero to five. From one to five. One, one to is five. no grit because each question yeah. is one okay. to five. Yeah. Well, dang, they should have made it a 10. I want to be a 10. I know. Nobody <laughs> wants to be a five. Well, you could just double it and say it's out of 10. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think my grit score would be, Jeremy? A, a seven? <laughs> right. well, you know i mean this is it's such an interesting topic to me because you know one of the things that you talked about a minute ago was your why and finding mm-hmm. your why and i think you know we all innately know that but mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to for you to understand to yeah. your why and, you know the other thing with your why is that your why could shift your why can mm-hmm. change it sure can and a lot of people get fixated on a why that worked for them 10, 12, 15 years ago, and they're still pursuing that why when that's really not where and why they want to be. So I think that's something else to take into account, and that that has to be part of of grit. And, you know, how does this relate to burnout as well? Um, So it relates to burnout in a couple ways. Through research, it has been shown that um, People with higher levels of grit when they're scored have lower scores on burnout ratings. So it's thought that grit is actually um, a protective mechanism against burnout. And then because grit has significant inverse correlation with the emotional exhaustion dimension of burnout and a positive correlation with the personal accomplishment of burnout in the scores. And it's actually been shown through research that it may be a longer term solution rather than some short term things like using your vacation time or taking a vacation. That if you can develop these skills of grit, um, it will protect you a little better from burnout. If you are working in a toxic work environment, however, or an environment that is not aligned with your goals and passions and your real interests in life, you can kind of be that stick it out at all cost. Um, and you're just working in a toxic environment. So then grit can actually have a negative impact in that situation. So it's important when you think of grit, are you applying it to things that align with your passions and your interests um, to make sure that it's a positive thing for you? I'm just going to say this. You know, right now in the nurse anesthesia community, I don't know why, and I hope our listeners will take this to heart. If, if you're not, and hopefully I don't get a call from chiefs and, and folks mm-hmm. like that, but if, if you're working in an environment that you're not happy and it's toxic, there's no one out there that should stay in that environment. Now, it might be you're unhappy, but other folks around you might be happy and they might not consider it toxic. But there's so much work out there right now. Yeah. Um, and there's so much opportunity for CRNAs around the country that no one should be staying in an environment that they feel is toxic. Well, what do you think of that, Sharon? Well, uh, of course I agree, theoretically, but that. That's a whole Well, it is. We should have another podcast on that. Oh. I, I mean, it made me think about yeah. that. Uh, you know. Yes. Well, 
you know, we've all stayed in toxic environments uh, for various reasons. I mean, now that I've gone 1099, I can work wherever I want, whenever I want. So whenever I go in now, I tell them, if you see me here, it's because I want to be here. But there were a lot of years that I had to go places and work that I didn't want to work. The surgeons were assholes or, you know, I was working with toxic people, but I had to because I had to put food on the table. Your situation was a little different. I mean, you got a little blackballed, I'm not going to say, but you you did. Well, well, I did for being AANA president. I did get blackballed. So I had to go and do what I had to do to function as a CRNA. But that's outside of this podcast. Yeah. Um, But, but, yeah, it, it warrants some discussion. So what contributes to developing grit except getting knocked off your feet over and over again and just keep getting back up? Um, So it's also called like the stages of grit and these contribute to it. It's interest, practice, purpose, and hope. Um, So just the interest, as I said before, it's important to develop what are your interests and passions. And just as an example for me, I really like educating. I've had experience educating in the clinical setting and I really enjoyed that. And I kind of feel like this presentation is seeing if I like to educate to big groups. Um, And so it's just kind of focusing those interests for me. Um, So that's just an example. And then deliberate practice, um, that's another stage of grit. And it's important to hone those skills then. And the practice itself helps to foster the grit. And that can mean that the practice is not fun to do. For example, like practicing this presentation at home by myself many times, <laughs> that wasn't fun. Um, but that was important to do and it helped me increase my grit or just continue to have that grit. And then purpose is another thing. It's a, the feeling of being connected to others or involved in something greater than yourself. And I think nursing is a profession that has that, but maybe in those toxic work environments or those stressful life situations, we might lose the focus of that. And just to refocus, what little things can I do to bring purpose to my work just today um, and really focus on that? And then the last thing, this last stage that contributes is hope. And um, it's kind of that no matter how you're knocked down, like you were saying, to just hope that um, if you keep going, it will get better. And it's not saying, I hope I get lucky. I hope that something gets easy for me. But just that hope that this effort and continue going will bring more positive outcomes. All right. So (laughs) I'm going back again. Did you start down this path after you lost that, your election? Is this how you healed that? If so, I'm I'm in love with this whole thing because, again, Ohio, um, this gal is (laughs) is trying to put all of this together after being taken out of her knees. I think it really just helped me feel motivated to keep going. And one thing um, that there's evidence of gritty people is that the setback doesn't make you stop. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that was helpful when you were talking about different jobs that might be a toxic environment, even if, just as I said, I didn't see the most um, professional fulfillment from my job. It's just ambulatory setting. It's less case variety, less skills that I do. And seeing that um, there are other avenues to develop professionally and maybe the benefits of that job was the best for my personal life for that work-life balance. So to see there are different ways to get to that goal, as I said, of my ongoing personal and professional development and engagement with CRNAs and really being engaged in the nursing anesthesia practice. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning. 
an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. If someone wants to get grittier, what should they start working on? Um, the nice thing is there are a lot of very easy things to do. Um, as I've talked about, like your interests and passions, if you really work on developing those. And just as again, to give an example of myself, um, as I said, I like to educate. Um, I've really enjoyed that. And so just to see are the other interests and passions, like I said, lecturing to big groups, or does that make me too nervous? And <laughs> it's just not for me. And it's okay. One big thing is it's okay to try different things. And if it doesn't have a good outcome, maybe that's the not, not the best interest and passion for you. And this can be in um, hobbies as well. So if you develop a hobby outside of work, you might try a lot of different things. Maybe you're musically inclined and you try piano and guitar, and then you find whatever works for you and, and stick with it. Um, as I talked before about purpose as a stage of grit, um, it's important to connect your work to a purpose bond beyond yourself um, and the intention to contribute to the well-being of others. And it's shown that gritty people are more likely to see purpose as their work or to see it as a calling or one of the most important things in life. Um, and then another thing that can develop grit is um, setting moderate challenges to improve your skills. And just as an example, I see that it was challenging for me to develop this presentation and get up in front of people and present. Um, but you never know kind of what those challenges, what outcomes are going to be. I never expected myself to be here. I've listened to your podcast a lot. And Thank you. To be interviewed. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Um, so I think if you just kind of push yourself, um, evidence suggests that people who learn to do hard things become better at doing other hard things as they develop gritty habits of overcoming challenges and achieving goals. I want to tell you something. You know, I've, I've done a lot of speaking in my career. And, I, you know, when I was younger, man, I would have I never been the person to do that. I would have never been the person to be on a podcast. But what, what I learned and what I think makes the difference is something you said earlier. You practice by yourself. The more you practice by yourself, the more confidence you have. And when you get up in front of that room and you know you know your stuff, it doesn't matter who's sitting in that room. Those are the things that I'm hearing here as well. But just so you know that, when you get up there tomorrow and you're <laughs> speaking, you know this better than anybody mm -hmm. else in that room. Mm -hmm. And that will give you the confidence. And the nervous, you're always going to be nervous beforehand. When you get started, I don't know whether you still are, but I still, in the beginning, I've got a little nervous. But man, when I get rolling, I don't shut up, do I? Uh, you do yeah. not, yeah. and give him a cup of tea before he goes on, for God's sake. But, but seriously, and that's that's. But definitely. you've heard about doing posturing and everything before you speak, the Superman pose and all of that. And, yeah. And it, well, you know what I do? Sometimes powerful stance. I listen to motivational stuff. You know, I, I'll throw. He listens to me. A, a podcast. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've started listening to a lot more podcasts, yeah. and I actually got rid of my Audible. Um, yeah. subscription because everything's on podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'll listen to some motivational stuff before I'm getting ready to give a talk. Man, by the time I get up there, I'm like jacked, you know. Yeah. So give me a cup of tea and that, and I'm really jacked. So, so you said earlier, you know, this made you change the structure of your goals. 
what does that have to do with the concept of grit? Um, it's important to clarify your goals and ensure that the other goals are aligned. So the ultimate goal or that top level goal is considered more of your how. It's going to be more aligned with your deepest interests and passion. And then as you start to move down, um, those more become the how you would achieve that higher level why. So gritty individuals are more likely to interpret obstacles as problems to solve rather than reasons to give up. So this just shows, you know, for example, um, if I fall flat on my face tomorrow presenting, it's okay. That's just one of the lower level goals. And I still have that higher level goal or the why. Don't show you're not going to. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm absolutely <laughs> positive she's going to. Yeah, kill it. You'll be great. Yes. Thank you. And you can kind of see as you have that like highest level goal, you make this hierarchy and gritty people see that you can move up the hierarchy in different ways, that it doesn't have to be just A, then B, then C. Right. Um, that if you have a lot of different things, that structure of goals really helps you just keep working for that why. So if you're having a hard day at work, you know, the why might not, it might be important just to get through that day. And the why is something bigger than just that hard day at work. This is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists. I'm inviting you to attend the 15th World Congress for Nurse Anesthetists, May 7th through 9th, 2026, in Brisbane, Australia. I promise you that you will love meeting nurse anesthetists from around the world, attending the multitude of Congress sessions, and exploring the many unique experiences that Brisbane has to offer. Hold a koala bear, feed kangaroos directly from your hand, climb Story Bridge, one of the only three climbing bridges in the world, or travel to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. This is one Congress you do not want to miss. Cheers. So is grit applicable only in a CRNA's professional life? Or can it, I'm sure it's got personal Yes, it's actually applicable in all different phases of life. And one important thing to point out is that you can cultivate grit in your hobbies and your outside activities. And that same grit that you develop can then be applied to your professional life. Um, so I give the example of um, running. If you use these different um, tasks and you have moderate challenges, if you're training for something like a marathon. Are or you a runner? Marathon. I yeah. used to be, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's an easy example for me. But that's a moderate challenge, setting that goal. And then along the way, you have a lot of different tasks to get there every training every week every rest how you hydrate those kind of things so you do that hard thing you set that goal you overcome obstacles you might have a hard run where you have negative feedback that day but you keep going and if you develop grit in that way it can be applied to your professional life and even, even as I talked about goals and the goal hierarchy, you might have a personal goal hierarchy as a parent, as a significant other. You might have a goal hierarchy as a professional, a CRNA, and then maybe one in your health and your personal life. And those are always competing. And that's just a personal balance of how do you, you might have three or four big, big whys in your life. And it's just a balance of how you balance all that. It's funny, you know, I used to run a lot. I've started back a little bit of running. I have to be careful with my back, but I used to run a lot. Yeah, yeah. 2005 to about 2013, I ran a lot. You know, I did a few half marathons. And um, so I used to Jesus love to run. Jesus, Gump. <laughs> yeah, so I used, to, I used to love to do it. I said I wanted to do a full marathon. I'll digress in just a minute. But, it's bad for but you. I did the half marathon in Charlotte one mm -hmm. year and I got done I was at the end of it I was like oh this first one I've done it's great and then I had this in my mind that I was going to do a full marathon and then we went out afterwards have a couple of beers with some friends and um, one of the guys there goes did you hear about that 23 year old guy that died it's like do what he's like yeah he ran the full marathon 
went the home. The guy who ran the original the marathon died. You know that too, right? No. Oh, gosh. He was 23 years old, went home, sat on the couch, and died. And I was like, I, no, I don't want to do a full. I'll, I'll just do that. I'll just do that. Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't that age at that time. So You but, weren't 23. <laughs> I wasn't 23. I was a little older than that. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, but, you know, when I was running, I would set these goals for myself. You know, I would think, okay, I've got to get to this point. And when mm-hmm. I was, I right before I would get that. to that point, you know what I would say? Well, you got one more. You can go to this point. That's just like you. And then, so I would do that you know, on, on my runs. And I'm noticing now that even though I've been out of it for a while and I'm not running near as much as I was, but I'm still doing that. I noticed the other day when I was doing it, you know, I was like, I'm going to run to this point. I was like, no, I'm going to go to this. Jeremy, that is just so like you. I mean, <laughs> what a shock. You're saying I push the envelope a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this is great stuff, and I think every CRNA needs to hear. I think everybody in the country mm-hmm. needs to hear mm-hmm. this, yes, really. I absolutely. Mean, but, you know, CRNAs are gritty people. Um, you guys tend to stick with it, stay at it, and, and you're trained that way. You know, you have to well, do that. Well, you have a bad case, something happens, we go straight on to the next, the next case. case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got to compartmentalize that. You know, keep moving forward. So as we conclude, Michelle, anything you want to get across to our listeners or or let them know? I just want to remind people that I think CRNAs and SRNAs are gritty people and they persevere even when the going gets tough. And I hope that people can learn more about this topic and further develop the personality characteristic in their own life. And just as a reminder, um, grit is applicable in both our personal and our professional lives as we strive to achieve goals. And it's really just finding that ultimate why and just continuing to work for it. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. It is. I love it. We're going to say that's a wrap. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mask with Sharon Pierce and Jeremy Stanley. <laughs> if you, I'm first. If they like our show and want to know more, Sharon, how can they help us out? Well, the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. We know there's way too much negativity in this yes, world. Yes, there is. We are in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country on the way to number number one, just like we are in the CRNA community. And we continue to grow through our listeners. So we absolutely want to thank them. Michelle, thank you for being on. You're going to knock it dead tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much you for are. having me. Until yeah. next time. It's a wrap. Attention all certified nurse anesthetists. Are you in need of a reliable and quality continuing education option? Well, look no further than crnaeducation.com. We are an NBCRNA recognized provider offering all four core CPC modules to meet your certification requirements. You can choose from more than 100 AANA prior approved Class A CE credits with 43 articles covering a wide range of anesthesia topics. Need pharmacology CE credits? Well, we've got you covered there as well with over 40 pharmacology CE credits available. All credits are completed online and are mobile friendly. Choose articles worth one, two, or three credits. There's no subscriptions, no hidden fees, just the CE credits you need when you need them. Owned by CRNAs since 2011, you can trust in our commitment to your education. And customer service is always a quick email or phone call or even text away. To sign up and find out more about our education options, visit crnaeducation.com 
your partner in continuing education. That's crnaeducation.com. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.